stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 114, and I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tawny Santabria. Thanks again for spending a little bit of time with us as we go through another BS story where we take a look at some of the ways in which we might be limiting or getting ourselves stuck. So today's story goes something like I can't change because of blank. So you can put anything that seems to fit into the blank. Um, But before we get there, if you find the topics of breaking up with RBS useful in your life, please subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the fun we got going on here. With that, JD, how are you? And what do you think about our topic today? You know what? I'm I'm doing well. Uh, I'm I'm having, I'm having one of those days where I'm like, just not, I don't feel quite as sharp. I I call them dumb moment days. I'm having one of those days, but I'm excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and excited to talk about this. First reaction to that story is, uh, yeah, that's BS. <laughs> that's the first one that comes to mind. And yet, and yet, uh, along with that, um, it indicates to me that there is a great deal of um, difficult feelings underneath that story, right? Uh, and and it's and an uncomfortable place to be if if the story, if you're telling yourself that story and you really believe it's true, that is a very uncomfortable difficult kind of no win scenario place to be or, or to feel like you are because it indicates on one hand, I would maybe like to change and I can't because of this. Right. So those two things together indicate a person, um, at least underneath that surface level at war with themselves over something potentially, you know, I mean, I guess it depends specifically what we put into that blank. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't think it takes very far to get underneath that to towards what it might really be. Right. Well, and and I think that we're used to um, <clears throat> letting externals get in our way. Mm-hmm. We're we're taught to, in in some ways, um, focus there, and so it it would make sense that we might, you know, if I I can't I can't walk more because it's too cold outside. <laughs> right. I, and I don't handle the cold well and, and my joints hurt really bad. And if I go out in the cold, well, then my joints are going to hurt worse. Like mm-hmm. we've got all kinds of stories about um, why we wouldn't want to get uncomfortable. So part of the change is discomfort. Yeah. 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 That's I mean, a good we one. We don't want to experience that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And boy, <laughs> it can be. It, can, it doesn't have to be over really big things either. It could be something like that. I don't, walking in the cold. I know several people who don't walk in the cold and say, say that. Or the rain. Or right? the rain, like, yeah. How are we, how we going to walk if it's raining? Jeez, you know? <laughs> so we've got these things that we um, put in our way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, of course, they can double up with other with other stories too, right? We can just create a little story tree like, I can't, I can't get more exercise because I don't have enough time <laughs> or I'm too busy or I've got too many responsibilities or there, I mean, all of a sudden there's all these, and those story trees really make things difficult if we attach to those. So that's another mm-hmm. one. I'm just hearing like mm-hmm. people saying, I don't have enough time for that or. I don't yeah, know. I think we did. I think we did an episode on that we one. We did. Time. We did. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a BS story of just not having enough time, right? Mm -hmm. So, so probably a lot of our previous episodes could kind of fit into this in some ways. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Uh, but I think I don't know. Change is something that we can struggle with. Mm -hmm. I th I, th I think. Oh yeah. I think so. What is what is change? Like, what's your historical story about change for you? <laughs> Well, is there only one? That's my first, that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> so, um, historically for me, uh, change once was very threatening, uh, because I, I think I told myself the story that the change was something I didn't have any control over, or I would be surprised by. Uh, and I had a tendency to view change as a negative thing or as a barometer that something wasn't going well. I grew up in an environment where, um, there was a, a lot of notions of if you, if you did the right thing, things would work out. And if you weren't doing the right things, things would not work out. Right. I mean, it was, it was, that was the messaging I got as a kid. I grew up in a very religious environment. And so there was a lot of it around that, that, that however things were going was a barometer of how, how good or how bad you were doing. And so, um, so change, but that was as a kid. And as I got older, um, change was either something I wanted to force, but control the outcome when I wanted it to be, or it was something that if it was, if it was changing in a way I decided was negative, I fought against it to keep that thing from changing. The one common thread through all three of those things, I did not feel like I had a whole lot of, um, ability to take initiative or to maneuver or to make choices through that. It all felt like something that was being inflicted on me or I would only find out in a painful way. It sounds really grim um, as I pointed out there and it, it kind of feels that way or did feel that mm. way. Hmm. So, so something along the lines of change being unpleasant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. And, and if it was a negative change, if it was a difficult change, Something I either did or didn't do might have something to do with it. <laughs> Why that was what would what would be an example of that? Um, just curious. Oh man, well you know, growing up, if if it was something like um, if I did not, if I wasn't doing things that were morally correct, right? Some other area of my life might have difficulty, right? Or however that was defined. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think of something. It was more of a sense of I needed to do things well and right and correctly. Otherwise bad things could happen. That was sort of, that was sort of the, the idea. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of second guessing of myself, you know, or awareness of as, even as a kid, I have to be careful how I talk to people, how I treat people, you know, all these things, because if I don't do it right, there's going to be negative consequences for me. Um, and I don't, I don't think that was intentional on how I was learning it. I didn't grow up in an environment, a religious environment that was real heavy handed like that. But I think that's how I, that was the messaging that I got. That's how I ended up internalizing it. Mm -hmm. So if you kept status quo and there was no chance of change, then, then things were predictable mm -hmm. and you would stay doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And that might actually be indicative that I was doing the right thing if things were not changing. 
if things were not changing. If things were not changing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, and okay. then if they changed and improved, that might be a sign. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely on the right track. So keep doing that. But if they changed in a way I didn't like, it might be an indicator that there were things I was doing that were not right, quote unquote. Okay. Okay. I I, I sort of had the opposite experience of change. My dad was military, so we mm. moved around quite a bit. And so I loved the change of the move. Oh, yeah? I loved the change of the environment, the learning the new things, meeting the new people, um, curious, curious about, oh, what was this new place going to be like? You know, all of the... Um, so I embraced the change. I actually sort of got quite familiar with change. Mm. Yeah. And noticed that in my adult life, I I, I do like new beginnings and mm-hmm. and I'm always up for uh, a, a, a quick shift or a change of some sort, mm-hmm. um, almost to see sort of what happens next. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, it's a great example of sort of having different relationships with change um, yeah. among all of us. Yeah, um, I wish I had yours. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds better to me. <laughs> so, well, and for me, it was something I, I literally had to, I did have to unlearn those things, right? Because now change is something that I recognize as, first of all, it feels constant, right? There's always things changing um, and shifting and, and adjusting. And I'm like you, I've discovered, I've discovered a, an excitement for new things, for changes, for when, for opportunities. And even being aware when things, when change happens, that's, that's challenging to be able to recognize it as, okay, yeah, this, this happens, you know, and it's been, it's something I really had to unlearn. Um, the that kind of old way of defining what change was and to embrace it more. Uh, I have a much better relationship with it now, thankfully. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so not letting, so your story about change would have been something like, um, I can't change because things might go wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Or if changes are happening that I don't like, something is wrong and I better get back on on track quick. I better change things up. I better, you know, tighten up the ship. I better change things around. Right. Or I better get back to something. I never knew what that was though. (laughs) So it was, it was, Mm -hmm. I I felt really out to sea on it. And it was a recipe for a lot of difficulty, um, internally and emotionally for me when I was younger. And that took Mm -hmm. a while to, that took a while to unravel as an adult. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't all of our childhood things take a while to unravel as adults? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's the way that that goes. <laughs> that's true. That's great though, that, that you were excited about those things. I, you know, oftentimes I, I knew a lot of people who were military kids. And one thing that I heard a lot from them was that that part was a challenge. Like they'd have, you know, they would be one place, they'd get comfortable and then they would move. And that could be, that could be a challenge. It sounds like you had a different experience with that. I, I, I can relate to both. Mm. And I do remember feeling like on some level, especially for the parents, I think, mm-hmm. um, or maybe the, the partner. Uh, so in my case, it was my mom who then had to move with my dad. So I think from the adult's perspective, it in general, like, you know, as a, as a parent up and moving, it's one thing for the person who's active duty, they go on to a new job. Right. Um, but the the partner doesn't. 
And so they just have to do all the moving and we just got settled and all of the things. And so there can be some more of that. What I learned was there was more of that with the parent than with the kids. Sure. So, so we adopted that story. Of course, mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, this is, this is kind of the hard part about our life, right? right? Even though, even though we really didn't at a particular ages, depends on when you move, but at particular ages, you really didn't sort of experience that so much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, but, but that was the story we were supposed to adopt because, mm -hmm. because, you know, that, that was difficult, but um, yeah. So I learned that change can bring all kinds of new uncertainty, um, things you couldn't predict, uh, good things, bad things, um, neutral things, all of the different, um, all, all the different experiences that one might have um, yeah. due to change. Yeah. And of course, in, in the case of the story we're talking about, of course, it's, it's, I mean, I said at the top of the show was, it's something that to me, I hear in that story, I would like to change, but is that what you hear with that story? You know, we kind of veered off, I guess I feel like we kind of veered off the story a little bit into talking specifically about change, mm. but I think that there's, there's a lot of pressures for us to be different than what we've got currently going on. Yeah. Whatever the currently going on is, it might not be our full self and normally it isn't. So we've got some barriers that we're dealing with and the, the thought of changing out of those habits can feel quite daunting and they can take up a lot of energy and focus and time and all of those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So it's much easier to blame something else on why we can't change. Yeah. So I've, I've got kids at home. Um, you know, I've, I can't change because I got to take care of the kids. Mm -hmm. I can't change because I work 60 hours a week. I can't change this because again, it's raining outside. I can't change. Like, like we do tend to find these external barriers mm -hmm. um, to give us as we spend our lives in our thinking space to, to rationalize or um, analyze why we're not just free with our change, mm -hmm. <laughs> open to <laughs> right. the change. So that, that tends to be a, a way of thinking mm -hmm. that, that tends to be limiting when we put those things in place for ourselves. Yeah. Because of all those, those, the challenges involved in it. And, and, you know, it's interesting though, for me, it's the, the key in my shift, I think on change has been recognizing it as a requirement of growth. You know, I mean, it's, and I want to grow <laughs> that, that makes it easier for me to, to talk about change. If I'm talking about growing, right. I can, I can spend time coming up with stories about why I don't necessarily want to walk outside or go do a or B or C. But when I ask myself, well, do I want to grow that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do want to grow. I don't want to stay the same as I am. Not because I don't like who I am, but because growing brings more growing brings in better stronger. It's difficult sometimes, but that part makes it, makes it easier for me to, I guess, accept the change or engage in that or take those steps or not tell myself those stories. Cause it really is a growth thing. We've talked about it before. Growth happens in, you know, challenging circumstances and change can be challenging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, certainly if we can stay connected to and, a, and our desire to grow, then it makes those choices simpler. Um, and the reality is we're gonna change no matter what anyway. 
We just might not change in the direction that we'd actually prefer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so if we're connected with that sense of growing and we're paying attention, then we may be more willing mm-hmm. to do the more unpleasant or the harder things because mm-hmm. it's going to happen no matter what. We, we know this part. Right. Even though we may not want to accept it, <laughs> we do know <laughs> that change is a constant yeah, it is. And, and, and we will change whether we like it or not, right? In ways that we like or not, you know, whether it's because of age, whether it's because of experience or, you know, things happening inside us, around us, whatever. I mean, it's that those things will happen. But, you know, for, for me, that's, that's what's been key is that. And also I think, um, when I think about how to break up with this story, I mean, there's a lot of power, isn't there? in just being aware that we do that. That, you know, just being aware of, okay, I'm being, (laughs) I, what's really under this? I don't want to do this because of this. (laughs) Am I, am I really just being lazy? Am I, am I avoiding something? Right. Or even just being aware that it's not true. Right. I can't walk outside because it's cold. (laughs) Just being aware Mm -hmm. of that as a, well, no, (laughs) you're not walking outside because it's cold. You're choosing not to. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when we, I mean, with any of these stories, the first step is to notice that we're even telling ourselves stories. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes. So being able to acknowledge, Oh, is this one of these stories that's kind of getting in my way? And the reality is sometimes you may say to yourself, no, I really don't need to go walk in the rain. I don't want to walk in the rain. <laughs> I don't want to make that a change in my life, which is no judgment. You don't have to walk in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, but instead of sort of just like, oh, I can't do this because of that, own it, own mm-hmm. it. I choose not to walk in the rain because I don't like it. It's too cold. <laughs> I'm choosing this and I'm fully aware of this. It has nothing to do with I can't. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's much more And honest. I'm proud of it. Yeah, it's much and more I'm honest. And I'm proud. <laughs> it's <laughs> right? much more honest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like and we get to own that. Right. Yeah, we get to own that, right? And that feels good. Yeah, and 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 there's there's that sense too that I wonder if if I wonder what the effect that that owning those things more has on the power of those stories in general. Cuz it it's if if the question the, the 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 nature of that story is a powerlessness, a chosen powerlessness. I can't change because of blank. Right? I mean there that it's indicative, right, of this sense of I, I am unable to. The word can't means that. <laughs> but as soon as we shift it into, no, I won't do that. Then it becomes, then suddenly there's the agency. There's the choice. There's the thing we have to take a look at. Okay, well, I'm then taking this, I'm making this choice to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and that comes from within instead mm-hmm. of external. Yeah. Anytime we're putting sort of that external focus and the external blame or the external responsibility on our feelings, on what we can and can't do, on some of these other things, experiences that go on in our lives. Anytime we do that, it's just like a, we can't explore it anymore. It's just, it's just like this is the way it is. I can't do it because of that thing. And then yeah. where do you go? Yeah. Right. So, so part of it is the exploration. You might go inward and look at, okay, so there's this thing I really want to do, but 
I've got kids at home. I work. I did, like like go inward. Is there any way that that I can do a little bit of this right now? Is there any way mm. I can do baby steps in this right now so that I feel like I but but it's about and and can I give myself permission to do this? And can I allow myself to do this? And how, what do I need in support? You know, from myself and others in order to be able to take these tiny steps towards this, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot more to look at and explore and create when we do this, as opposed to we just, you know, have that story of like, I can't do because of this external thing is in my way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's the the disempowering nature of the story is what always comes. I mean, not all these stories have that in common, don't they? On some level. Well, they're limiting all of them. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and that, that to me, I found that that's a lot more interesting and I've you know, <laughs> taken that approach, you know, and for all the reasons you said, there's more to discover, there's more to see, there is more to learn and there's more possibility in there. You know, I know that when I become aware of those things and if I take a look at sort of internally how I'm responding, more possibilities come up or I ask myself questions. Well, I, you know, could I try that? Could I make that happen? Could I, you know, experiment with that? What would happen? Right. Rather than a declarative statement of can't, an open question of what might, you know, what could. It's a, it's a more, um, I experience that as a much more flowing state of being, right? Where I feel a lot more ease with that approach rather than the rigidness and the difficulty and the constrictedness in a body sense of that story of I can't because of this. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, it, it, it's, it's about sort of being able to stay in possibility mm -hmm. as opposed to being locked down. Mm -hmm. Right. If we allow ourselves more often to stay in the possibility of things, then all kinds of creative sorts of ideas and thoughts and um, other kinds of opportunities will show up because we're open, like you said, as opposed to sort of like the closed end of story, end mm -hmm. of story. I can't and end of story. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, those are cl close, you know, sort of like weighty words. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a real yeah. finality to that story if you really believe it. You know, if you're really telling yourself it's true. Um, you know, it's funny. I think about the circumstances in which I'm hearing stories like that or telling myself stories like that. It, it seems like they come up a lot when people are just like, don't know what else to do or feel overloaded or feel overwhelmed or very fearful, something very intense, right? Or something very strong. Um, I don't know if that's universally the way it is, but like, I can't do this because of that you know, almost like a last, you know, type of protection against whatever that, against that exp exploration, because perhaps the exploration itself feels scary or difficult or new. You know, that's how it was for me once upon a time. Like I was just the very idea that something might be possible. What I always thought of first was what were the possible bad things? <laughs> never, it was never the possible good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and that goes back to our conditioned stories, right? Mm -hmm. So we all have these, we've all, we all grew up learning how life's supposed to work. 
And so we integrated it into our bodies in, in uh, age appropriate um, sort of time in an age appropriate timeline. And we learned a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. I have to work a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, do it this way. I have to come out of college and have my dream job. I have to make this amount of money. I have to, you know, these kinds of things that we learned. Um, I have to respond like this to people. I have to be available to people. I have to be in service of people, whether I am <laughs> have time for myself or not. Like all of the kinds of things that we've been conditioned to, the, the, you know, to be a good person. Um, and, and so then that's where the, I can't comes from because mm-hmm. anything outside of that is that I can't. So sometimes we don't even realize we're not even distressed with the, I can't, Yeah. we just sort of like, we haven't even explored it. We just don't know. We just like, what do you think? Of course I can't do that. Why are you even saying I might be able to do that? Right. Man. Yeah. That's really true. I hadn't thought about it that way, but that's what's, what's outside of that conditioning is I can't. Mm-hmm. That's, that's powerful, you know, cause that, I mean, talk about a starting point, like asking ourselves, what are we conditioned on? You know, what is, you know, what is this can't? Cause to me, I mean, it, and I guess perhaps I arrived at a similar conclusion in it with different phrasing, but anytime I hear can't, it's a flag, right? Anytime I say it, it's a flag, like where I automatically go, Oh, pay attention to that. <laughs> what does that mean? And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a really good way to put it. Wow. Good starting yeah. point. And and that's why it's just so important to really connect with what you learned as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like go understand that and how it plays out right now, mm-hmm. so that those can fall away. Those can begin to fall away. Yeah. Those yeah. I can'ts can begin to fall away mm-hmm. without even really having to do much work with them. Actually, once we start to understand that, okay, we just got a tiny little piece of the pie. Right. In our mm-hmm. childhood, a tiny yeah. little bit. There are so many more pieces out there that we have not ever even considered. Mm-hmm. But we do have to understand that piece first. Yeah. Yeah. And be aware of that reality, right? That they're more aware that that's how, what we learned and that's that what we ha- got is, was just that piece. Yeah. That's good stuff. Wow. We could have kept going with that one too, again. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we are out of time for this. Uh, that was really good, Tony. Thanks for bringing that in today. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep. And thank you for listening to this episode of Breaking Up With Our BS. Remember, if you missed any of this episode or any of our other 113 episodes, you can get this as a podcast wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing, for reviewing, for sharing with your friends, your family, your social networks, anybody who you think would benefit from taking a look at some of these BS stories in order to provide more ease and flow and meaning and positive things in their life. Uh, We will be back next week with another episode with another story to tackle. And next week's story goes something like this. I've got to get it right. Hmm. That will be an interesting one. I know Tony's going to have a lot to say on that as well. So until Mm -hmm. next week, I am JDK Winnikin. And I'm Tony Santabria. We will see you again soon, everyone. Bring a friend.